friends of that community they weren't be like hey i'm i'm a heterosexual woman or man and gay sex disgusts me and um but i i'm still i'm still pro-gay and i still want you to have rights like they don't go into that saying that you know what i mean but it just feels like even people on our side you know whether it's doctors whether it's you know politicians you know whether it's you know um yeah just politicians you know advocates you know especially ones that don't use they're always quick to be like i don't i don't use the stuff so my voice is more legitimate i don't i don't have a personal interest i mean i just wish we can get to the day in like 10 years from now i think we're i still think we're like 15 years away i'll be like 40 45 by the time we have politicians that openly admit their cannabis use sitting politicians that are openly like yeah after after i'm done getting business done on capitol hill i i, I like to unwind with a joint i'm sure that there are politicians that already do that now but they're so hush hush about it because they feel you know they'll hurt them in in front of their constituents or hurt them you know legally or whatever or just they don't want to be stigmatized i get that but i, I wish we lived in a day that it was treated like alcohol and people were like oh well i i have an edible every day before bed or i have an edible and, and, and binge watch netflix after a long day in the senate i, I wish we could have that but <laughs> You know, we don't got that yet. And, you know, that's why what we're doing is so important. So let's finish the article. It's it's more or less my rant when, when I sort of read this the first go around. For a short time in high school, I'd sell a nick or a dime bag to teenagers with money and paper to burn. I wasn't in poverty. I wasn't desperate. I was just a kid looking for a way to make a little money to buy comic books or pizza or whatever. Didn't matter. I know that's not the case for everyone who sells it. It wasn't for countless of people in New York and around the country who who turned to selling it in order to try to make ends meet and end up in prison. And the other difference between me and them, I wasn't caught. Because of that, I can hold citywide office in the largest city in America. If it had gone the other way, I'd be unemployable and in a statistic in the system. I didn't yet get caught, yet I'm in a position now to help get justice for those who did, and I'm going to use it. Again, praise, praise be to Public Advocate Williams for seeing the importance of this issue. I'm, I'm sick of, of, of cannabis tr being treated as a low-priority fringe issue. This is a social justice issue. This is life or death for people, you know? And having this medicine when all pharmaceuticals have failed and then having to worry about getting fired ain't cool. And I'm, I'm glad that this pub, that public advocate uh, Wami Williams is doing this. And, you know, lots of praise and lots of shout outs for him. For real. Five years ago, I passed legislation addressing the abuse of stop and frisk, a policy that turned up enough marijuana to send thousands of young men of color into the system. Three years ago, I passed legislation to ban the box, stopping most employees about asking about people's criminal records. And last month, New York City passed my legislation to prohibit THC testing and hiring practices for most jobs in the, publi in the public and private sectors. It became law on Friday, but we can't stop now. We need to expand that legislation to cover more careers to strengthen impact and reduce stigma. 
we need to expedite and prioritize legalizing marijuana. And not just for wealthy white kids in their dorm, but for young black ones in Crown Heights. We need to expunge the records for people with cannabis convictions and invest heavily in the demographic, in the geographic and demographic communities hurt by prohibition. New York State is on a path towards these goals, but it is crucial that the city move forward as the state continues to deliberate and delay full legalization. What some would decry as getting ahead of ourselves is what others would call leadership. I'm going to read that quote again. That's, that's gold. New York State is on a path towards these goals, but it is crucial that the city move forward as the state continues to deliberate and delay full legalization. What, what some would decry as getting ahead of ourselves is what others would call leadership. Over the years, everyone from family to advisors has cautioned against, my against discussing my story openly, saying it could potentially stump my career. We've moved from the Bill Clinton being unable to admit inhaling to Mike Bloomberg saying he smoked and enjoyed it, while continuing to pursue punitive criminal justice policies to, Bur to Barack Obama being open about his past us usage while pursuing reforms. That's a really good point. It's just like, it's... I don't know, it's just like this boomer denialism of cannabis. It's like, oh, I I, I was young and stupid and I did I, I did the marijuana and I enjoyed it. You know, it's like it's like all these all these three boomer politicians, he's he touches on something so good. It's like like it's like when Obama was saying that I inhaled when I was young, I inhaled frequently, that was the point. But you know, when he said that he implied that it was something that people do in their twenties and experiment around with, but they buckle down like real adults and they stop doing that sticky icky, you know, because that's not what serious adults do. You know, and then Bill Clinton, you know, like like his like his other boomer uh a colleague was like, I didn't inhale. Couldn't even have the stones admit I inhaled, I liked it, or I inhaled, I didn't like it, you know. Um, and then Bloomberg, who makes mil billions of dollars and has a gigantic network and was mayor of the city, said he liked it. But then he continued putting people, putting lots of black and brown people in jail. It's this boomer hypocrisy that just drives me up a wall, you know? It's like they get to have their fun in, in, in Woodstock in, in the 60s and 70s. But, you know, they have to be all law and order when they become when they become 30 something, vote for Reagan and vote for prohibitionists for the next 30 or 40 years and, and continue to have their kids, their grandkids or whatever be in danger of losing their freedom, losing housing, losing, you know, access to student loans, whatever. It's it's all me, me, me. Well, I'm too old and mature for this stuff. And so are my future kids. So I'm going to block them from having it. It's this mentality we have to fight tooth and nail. But let's continue. But somehow usage is only part of the process that's okay to talk about. And even then, it's usually accompanied by a sheepish regret or a pseudo-apology. Bingo. He's, he, he's, he's nailing every point. But if just talking about it now is damaging, imagine the damage that confession would cause to someone who looked like me but lacked my name or title. I now know that it's important to it is important for me to talk about this, though because if I'm going to be an advocate for the next young black man worried about his past, that his past will prevent his future, I've got to be able to 
tell them about this one who got lucky back then and got busy moving forward, who's now in a position where talking about his past doesn't get him arrested. It gets him a platform to drive progress. We need to legalize marijuana. And so, so the next Wami doesn't lose his chance at success. We need to expunge records so the Wamis of the past has a second chance. And we need to invest in communities ravaged by criminalization so the Wamis in all neighborhoods have a chance in the first place. Some legislatures may disagree. Some people may still be outraged. But I'm sold. I don't think I have too much to add. He just he, he hit every point, and um, um, I mean, I I wish I wish someday in the future, may, again, maybe ten years from now, fifteen years from now, we'll have a politician that's like, yeah, I, I'm 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 a sitting U.S. senator, and when I'm done doing when I'm done getting my my job done, at at seven eight o'clock at night, I, I take an edible, I watch some Netflix, or I I play some PS PS ten or whatever, and. I just go to bed and then and, and then I go right back to work in the US Senate. I wish we can I wish that that day will come, but I I would I would say it will have to take more millennial more millennial people, you know, getting in the halls of Congress and stuff for for that to really happen and for federal legalization to go through. Um that's all I've got to add and as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace. <laughs>
And we also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Any little bit helps, and we would really appreciate your support if you have the funds to do so. Afternoon, everyone. Afternoon. Um, I am Canvas Sativa Fam. Um, it's uh, it's May 28th. Um, as of the time of this recording, it's 12.22 p.m. in Legal Grass, Massachusetts, heartland of America. Um... I, I, as you notice, um, I put the, uh, victory theme and, um, just sort of shouting out New York and New York City for, um, or at least New York City for banning THC testing and, and hiring for certain sectors. And, um, there was a very good, um, editorial written by the, uh, excuse me, by the, um, by the man who spearheaded this, um, removal of THC from drug testing in, in New York. And it's a very good editorial. There is a little bit of commentary I'll issue through reading it, but, um, I, I really, I really wish more politicians were like, uh, were like, uh, I think, pub, or, or, I think his official title is public advocate or something like that, or, or like public advocate, uh, Wami Williams. So I'm going to read this article and, again, may or may not give some commentary with it. So the article is by Wame Williams. I think I'm pronouncing that correct. It's from the Daily News. It's an opinion piece and it's titled, Let's Really Talk About Marijuana. I, so, I sold the stuff as a kid and I'm proud to lead the push to decriminalize and end the stigma associated with pot records. By Wame Williams, public public uh, advocate Wame Williams, and then here's the article. I don't smoke marijuana. I actually never have. That surprises a lot of people. I spent much of my life fitting the stereotype: a young black Caribbean man from Brooklyn, with locks on his head and hip hop in his ears. Never smoked pot, but I did sell it. Ooh, that's a power move. Uh, uh, a public... Okay, so um, I don't know a whole lot about New York City politics. I know a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, it's a neighboring state to Massachusetts. So I, I, I know that um, de Blasio was the mayor or whatever. And then what, Cuomo's the governor and stuff. And they just got a Democratic majority in their, um, in their Senate or whatever. So now they have unified control and they haven't had that in a while. Um, I, I do know things like that, and I have an older sister that lives in Bro Brooklyn, so I know a tiny bit about what's going on in New York, not a whole lot. But um, what I do know is that, um, I mean, New Yorkers that are listening to this already know this stuff, but um, for my other listeners, so public defender is like, I think, as I understand it, it's like, it's like the head city council person or whatever. And you get to sort of make ordinances and you get to spearhead ordinances in your city. And then the city council, the people below you or whatever, since you're the head, you know, get to vote on it. And then if it passes, then the mayor signs it. But if it gets like enough, um, if it gets enough support, then, you know, the bill becomes law without signature. And um, I think Mayor de Blasio or whatever, um, when, when public uh advocate Wami Williams put this forth um de Blasio didn't have the stones to, to sign it into law so it just became law without his signature I believe last week 
in a way to be a leader, Mayor de Blasio, but, you know, I digress. But, um, but what I will say is that, I mean, I, I love when we have people like this in our back pocket advocating for us and not holding us in contempt and, um, and, and, and seeing our needs as legitimate, whether it's for social justice, whether it's for medical reasons, whether it's facing housing or job discrimination. I will always stand and I'll always support um, politicians that that go to the mat for us and treat us like like a serious constituency, like any other constituency, because we are a serious constituency. We are. I mean, in, in, in Florida alone, we have 300,000 medical patients. You know, presidential presidential elections have been decided by less than 500 votes in Florida. Like... You think that that you think that those two hundred or three hundred thousand people are not going to mobilize or weaponize their vote in some way? If you don't think that I have a bridge to sell you, Pennsylvania, swing state as well, hundred thousand medical marijuana patients. You think you think they're you think they're gonna they're gonna come out and vote for a, a person that's gonna be hostile to medical marijuana or, con, or continue this status this broken status quo system? No, they're not. I mean, it may not be issue number one, but, you know, in 2020, you know, as much as a lot of, of, of old guard politicians want to poo-poo this issue as a hippie issue for hippies to, to get high and, and, and watch Grateful Dead or listen to Fish, it's not that. This is a life or death situation for a lot of people, you know. I mean, I don't have debilitating epilepsy where I can get a concussion and, and possibly get a brain damage or die. I don't have that. But I, but I do know that having cannabis in my life for my insomnia helps my quality of life, you know. And one thing I will say, I just wish that we lived in an era where politicians would be like, would be like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a politician. I'm a public advocate. I'm a mayor. I'm a governor. I'm a, I'm a U.S. Sen I'm a sitting U.S. senator. I'm a sitting House of Rep person. I. And I, I, I use, I, I don't drink alcohol, but I use cannabis regularly. I wish, I wish someone could say that and no one will bat an eye. You know, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on um, public advocate um, Williams or anything, but I just notice even people on our, on our side are quick to be like, oh, I've never, never touched the stuff or I don't touch the stuff. But I mean, I, I want to go to the mat for you. I appreciate the going to the mat. I really, really do. And I don't want to sound un ungrateful or anything. But it's just something I, I, I've noticed, even amongst non-users that are in positions of power that want to help us. It, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm going to draw this comparison and people might blow my head off, but I don't care. It's like, you know, it's like when people were still fighting for um, LGBTQ rights or whatever, and you had straight allies going to gay pride parades. You know, they weren't going out there. I mean, before going to the parade, before announcing whatever, they before supporting their 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 